0: This year, I was invited to speak at Burning Man about the future of education. Now, for those of you who don't know what Burning Man is, it's a really cool arts and culture festival. There's lots of cool sculptures, great DJs, weird community events. It's held in the middle of the desert. I've been invited to give out here. There's 75,000 people out here. Very excited uh, to talk about this subject and enjoy. Welcome to the Internet Jet Set Podcast. Now, this podcast is made for those who are tired and want to ditch their corporate lives and work for themselves and experience everything that the freedom of self employment has to offer. So, on this podcast, my guest and I will share tactical ways in which you can work for yourself and the blueprint to get started building the life of your dreams. So visit me on my YouTube channel, John Cristani, on YouTube for more exclusive content and to get access to a free training course to help you get started with your first profitable internet business. So I'm absolutely crazy passionate about uh, education and this talk is going to be all about, I feel like education is one of those areas of society that we've taken for granted for so long and really... Not taken any hard amount of looking into how we can really disrupt this field and how we can evolve it to be more efficient and more future focused to help people all around the world rather than just you know privileged people who can go to you know the modern schooling system. So um, by trade, I am a uh, educator. I have uh, thousands of students all around the globe. Um, and I've been doing this for years. Uh, What this talk is going to revolve around is I'm going to go over briefly kind of the history, um, as I see it, of education, which is really nuts. It's really hard to find uh, like, the history of the education system and how it evolved to get to its modern state. So I'll discuss that, and then I'll go into a number of uh, science fiction authors, like you know, like The Matrix, you know, where they plug in and stuff. But I'll go in a couple different ideas of what the future of education may look like and skill building. So, uh, yeah. So first off, kind of, I started digging into the history of education because I I always like to uh, like Elon Musk says, you know, he says let's go back and look at first principles. Let's look at what things were in their original form, and I really Love Burning Man because I believe we're really returning to human nature, and that was my intention this year: is getting back to human nature. Um, so, I've taken a lot of time to kind of dive into what the past of education looked like. And if you look at the past of education, you see a very what I call a decentralized, to use a hip term, um, more decentralized model of education. You have guys like Socrates. Um, I I did not name myself, by the way. I got my play name like four years ago. But uh, you got guys like Socrates or Jesus or whatever that are speaking in squares, you know, yelling about, you know, ranting about stuff, and people choose to follow them. You also, on the other side of the coin of education, you have, you know, apprenticeships. You know, people saying, hey, you can, you know, you look like a young, dapper chap, you know, you can build ships. I'll let you work for me for free for two years and... Maybe maybe pay you some money or whatever eventually. So that was around what I call like zero AD, you know, like two thousand years ago, and um, you zo- but very informal, very informal uh, back then. You zoom up about a thousand years, and you have the creation of the first universities. Uh, the first universities were generally there was one university per. Kind of language centers. So you have, um, so you have Paris, you have Cambridge, you have Bologna in Italy. I think you have Leipzig in Germany. And basically, all of the people that spoke a certain sort of language dialect thing, um, the rich people would send their kids to this university, and they say, "Hey, here's you know, ten thousand bucks. Go to the go to the university." And there was generally a kind of a time period in these universities where the students would go off to Leipzig or Paris or whatever, and there'd be a university center and essentially teachers would like pitch them, you know, there'd be like, you know, Hey, you should learn to read and write, you know, and become a priest, you know, Uh, or Hey, you should learn how to, you should learn how to do weights and measurements and become an accountant or tax, whatever, you know, um, you know, so you have all these different people that are basically these teachers, and people would select a teacher after being pitched for a week or two, um, sitting in on different classes. Um, so very, very, a little more self, a little uh, somewhat self-directed, and somewhat similar to what our system is now. The teachers formed unions, essentially, and that's how the universities came about. Um, and then you zoom forward so and but it was only rich kids it was like really only rich kids at this point um that were able to do this then you get you zoom up about 800 years and it starts getting a little bit more interesting you have um okay cool uh you have the germans or the austria hungary empire they lost to napoleon and they're like what the fuck is these sheep? Or no, sorry, that's a French accent. Um, they're like, uh, You know, and they said, they, the, the leaders of the Austria-Hungary Empire, the Prussians or whatever it was, they chalked up their loss to the fact that they had all these hundreds of different kingdoms and fiefdoms that didn't speak the same dialect and people weren't working well together and people had their own loyalties to their own, you know, camps or tribes or whatever. So what they said was they said, we need everybody on the same wavelength. We need everybody to have the same basic level of understanding and the same loyalty and speak the same dialect of German across the board. And you start create, you start getting... The modern German Empire, but you also get what's a uh, mandatory universal education, very similar to what we have today. So everybody has to go to school no matter what. It's, 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 and, and it, it, that was a big deal back then. It had never been like this. And from the age of kindergarten, which is kindergarten means, you know, something like child garden in German or something. But so you have mandatory education, which was a big deal, and you also have age segregation, you know, to keep things orderly. You know, the Germans like things orderly, and everybody speaks the same dialect. And what happened was you actually get a really – you got a, it worked. It worked really well. In fact, it worked too well. Germany became like a really they, – they really took advantage of the Industrial Revolution on a great scale – they educated their society, but obviously you also got the Nazis, so, uh, which, which is, you know, kind of sucks. Um, but they, the education system worked really well, and around the mid-1800s, um, America sent a... Adel- we were having the same problems at the time of, you know, we had the North and the South, and then, you know, California's doing its weird thing over there trying to break away. Texas is doing its weird thing. Utah territory is, you know, these Mormons are trying to, you know, have bunches of wives and be their own country. So you have all these different things, and America was like, okay, let's figure this shit out. You know, like, like let's let's send a delegation to Germany, and it was this guy named Horace Mann um, who led the delegation for Americans to go to Germany. And they're like, this is working out pretty well. They're kind of like, you know, they're getting all these disparate, crazy German tribes you know, fiefdoms working well together. So we adopted the same system, and it's obviously worked very well for industrialization, um, having this mandatory education and um you know the collegiate structure as well. And I I think personally um but I think in our modern day society we're seeing a lot of problems. From, you know, education is no, you know, the skills that are taught in our education system. I'm not going to go into all the student loan problems and the fact that, you know, a degree no longer amounts to getting any further ahead. Um, I'm an employer as well, and I, I never look at people's degrees. It doesn't matter anymore. Nobody, it doesn't, it, it you know, all it says is that you had the socioeconomic means to go to college. I, I'm not impressed by that. Um and what but what does matter in today's society are skills. So college is getting less and less, it's gotta change, it hasn't adapted, there's huge problems, we've gotta find another way. I think it's the it's a trillion dollar plus thing and nobody's talking about it. Everybody's trying to create another social network or another Bitcoin or another, you know, financial instrument or social network to suck your attention. Whereas I believe skills, the 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 seeking of enlightenment. The seeking, uh, accelerating our knowledge is probably the most justified cause that we can possibly have in today's society, and I believe, uh, really, the point of this conversation, of this, is to hopefully spark discussion, conversation, and innovation in progressing education. So. Back to the back to the thing. So we adopted the thing. I believe we need to transition. I believe 2000, it, you know, this millennia is a time for transitioning to a new system. Some of the future visions for education that I've seen, and I want to spark a discussion, hopefully, um, uh, a few things that are interesting from science fiction authors. So for those of you who have seen The Matrix, or who have read the book by Werner Vinge, Rainbow's End. I'm a a sci-fi junkie. Um, There's this concept of, in Werner Vinge's Rainbow's End, they call it JIT, or just-in-time training. Uh, And in the book, there's problems with having too much just-in-time training. People get PTSD-like symptoms. And this is similar to in The Matrix. You see this concept of people plugging in and jacking in, and they're like, I know Kung Fu. And it's like, you basically are downloading skills, and this is an interesting idea. Um, Elon Musk is working on, like, neural mesh, and, you know, so that's an interesting idea, kind of like faster ways of downloading information, a more efficient way of transmitting skills into our brain. Another future vision of education, notice I'm jumping ahead, like, 50 years in, like, these ideas for education, but, um, you know, I... Yeah, you know, the, I, I'd prefer to let the science fiction authors do the work because they're the most they're more creative than any than I I am. Um, Ready Player One. For those of you who have read the book, not seen the movie, I don't know the movie butchered a lot of the plot, if you ask me. Um, and also, and also, the Matrix. You have this concept of VR education, but Ready Player One does it very well. On this planet, uh, Ludus, it's an education planet. All the students go. To university on Lutus, and they're learning in virtual reality, and you have access to the best teachers. Um, in Neal Stevenson's *The Diamond Age* or a young ladies' illustrated primer, you have this concept of AI-assisted, uh, uh, an, an, an AI, an educational like AI assistant. It's a, it's a book. That's the young ladies' illustrated primer. It's an AI assistant that helps you out. With whatever you need to learn or guiding you, um, whatever you want to do at the time, it's like a like Google times like Google meets life coach almost. You know, it's like t- times a hundred. In Daniel Suarez's book, uh, uh, and, and people can give a whoop whoop if anybody like knows or likes these books. I'm really a big fan of these books. In Daniel Suarez's book, Damon, you have this concept of AR education. So you have factory workers or people that they don't need to learn skills. They just just have a heads-up display which tells them what to do and when to do it. Drag this, move this over here, put the light bulb in the socket here, twist. And, um... And another interesting concept throughout many of these books is that you have, uh, you also have many more, like almost like cult like figures throughout many of these books. You have people choosing where they go to learn rather than having it pushed upon them um, in some of these utopian or dystopian societies. So you have a lot of different. Uh, Those are some models of what the future is. I hope you guys enjoyed this talk. I hope you guys, especially this guy right here, gets excited about it. Well, maybe not that guy, but gets excited about education. Sorry, I was making fun of you. Uh, And um, yeah, you know, if there are any questions, I hope you guys. uh, What is the most lacking area of education right now? That's your question. That's a good question. Um, Well, I'll I'll speak from personal experience and kind of what I do is I'm I'm a YouTuber and I think YouTube is one of the most untapped places for education, period. So many people are going to get their education from YouTube now in short form videos that are five to 15 minutes and there and for a lot of software programs or technical skills, or let's say you want to program, you know, different, a, you know, like chatbots or AI things, there's so much opportunity there. And I know so many people getting into that field who are, you know, also YouTubers. I think that's, and, uh, you know, I've, you know, that's my business. I think that is a huge opportunity area and it's where people are naturally going so and it's easy to get into i don't know that's my take so like will you're talking about will educational institutions get more uh vertically integrated and start leveraging like the talent that they have and growing you know create becoming software development companies and um so great question um, you see some things like this happen. first of all, I think special, like being specialized in something very specific is generally the way to go but you kind of see stuff like this happening like uh, if you've ever logged on to Udacity you will see that um, a lot of the courses are sponsored by you know, they're, they're different programming as courses, but they're spo- have you logged on to Udacity? well there, you. Th- that's it that's it, it's, that's it right there you have courses sponsored by Google Google sponsored Swift programming. You have, you know, adult, you know, uh, you have Nvidia sponsors. You know, machine learning programs. So they're training. They're they're working with a partner to train people, which they are directly trying to hire. It's it's a direct. You, that that's they're using these companies as feeder tools. Um, I personally believe uh, this is so- sort of offshoot, but I don't think the change is coming from the university, the government system. I think it's it's just very slow to move. I mean, they're still giving kids textbooks, which just seems kind of ridiculous. And, you know, I, I don't know if any of you have heard of the uh, online um, company uh, Masterclass, where you can learn tennis from Serena Williams. You can, you know, Steven Spielberg teaches filmmaking you have john leguizamo teaching comedy or no sorry steve buscemi even better you know and so you have all of these you know you have frank Gehry teaching architecture and i believe a lot of these things are going to move towards i don't think the universities are going to you know why, why have why have 10 20, film teachers when you can go through a course that's 80% led by Steven Spielberg and 20% personal attention from TAs that are trained by Steven Spielberg or whatever. I believe we're moving more towards a model of uh, people are going to be choosing to work with highly successful people in their given fields first and foremost. Of that and and I think it's coming from outside the education system. So I think Udacity. I think Udacity is really smart in in this field. Um, Does that answer your question sort? Okay, cool. Thank you guys. Oh, thank you That's a wrap